Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Diversity win. Amity's mother is going to, like, be partially responsible for the death of every witch, but at least she isn't homophobic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I could get you a new girlfriend who isn't on the other one in posters, and Lewis just sits there, like, vanid, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what, what do we want to talk about first? So, okay, so the focus of this episode was Amity's, um, was Amity's parents, I should say, her, her relationship to her father and her mother and their relationship to each other. And before we go on, you know that rat that looked just like uh, yeah. Amador? I thought he was turned into a rat. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like, what? Was that, if not that? Yeah, why does he have a rat that looks just like himself? Or is he secretly a rat disguised as a human? <laughs> Wait, you don't know what happened? No. It's obvious. What uh, happened? It's obvious Amity's mom is making uh, versions of her husband over and over, but then they always <laughs> eventually betray her, so she turns him into rats. <laughs> <and> rat. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I wondered if that was happening when I when I saw him normally. I was like, is she? Is there like multiple anecdotes? I something? feel like we've seen that rat before and we just forgot about it. If I'm being oh honest. Oh my god! Well, that would make the most sense if we have the anecdote rat, but but. Rat lore is the most important maybe, thing to come out of the episode. Yeah, yeah maybe he's such a shut in that he. <laughs> He gets his style from rats. Core components of the episode. You want to talk about rat lore and we could talk about cat's lore. Yeah, cat's lore. Cat's lore. The cat's lore, rat's lore, and bat's lore. Which I'm assuming because I'm I'm still guessing that Luz's egg is going to go into a bat, so it's going to be bat's lore. I don't know that that would make sense, but... Well, let's see for that or a dragon. I mean, or a chicken. Ooh, I mean, a it, dragon it, it could be, be cool. a chicken. <laughs> like, she carved an egg. Is she going to continue to carve it into into something else, too? Yeah, no, like... I, I think it's just going to hatch, is what she was explaining. But, but that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that a bird palisman would be able to chirp like a bird. But how how come the egg palisman is different from just being a, a, a blank piece of wood? Like, like, what makes it well, Apparently hatch? it can hear her, so, according to he does. Oh, so it knows it's an egg, and therefore it knows to hatch into another, another kind of monster. Can I mention something's completely, like, skipping ahead to a random point in the episode that I have to mention before I forget? Because I just it. realized it. 
when they're about to get crushed at like the end and Luce like turns orange, I heard Tipsy go like, what the heck? And I was also like, what was that? And then I realized like, yeah, she was Hunter and he did his signature teleport out. That was a pretty cool little uh, te- uh, tease oh, there. I forgot Hunter could bloody teleport. I was like, why did why did Luce just turn orange? <laughs> what was that? And now I get it. Very cool. Very cool. Anyway, let's, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> I just, like, I I love, like, every single beat of this episode, like, everything. Like, them on the balcony having a moment together. Yeah, like That, that moment with... there, if we want to talk about that, I feel like that's the strongest part of the entire series, almost. Aside really? from maybe Aside from maybe some Lose and Amity moments, I feel like that was... I was like, going to say, I... I... That was the some one of the with strongest Luz and Amity in this had. episode for me was one of the strongest. I really liked it. It was so cute. Well, yeah, that's fantastic, too. Gus and Hunter's bro-fist moment. Just everything. Even, like, Willow and Gus, I, like, actually personally really love them now, which is great to say after all this time. <laughs> like, yeah. I really like them. I love Willow's response. Like, like um, Luz is like, you guys are friends? And Willow's like, this is what happens when you disappear for a week, which is kind of mm-hmm. lampshading how it's been such a long time since we've had a Luz, Willow, and Gus episode. I have, like... Um, a lot of component force of the episode, but the only thing I'm really think there's only two, there's only a couple of things of this episode that are sticking with me. I should say. I mean, I can remember the entire plot, but there's only like a couple of things I actually want to talk about that I don't think speaks for themselves. Um, do, do you know what I mean by that? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Right. Okay. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Well, we don't know. We don't know what scenes you mean, at least. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm having a lot of thoughts about Adador right now. Adador and what's her name? What's the mother's o- name? Oblina, something like that. I, I don't know. The blight parents. Well, we'll, we'll look it up before we just say it and be wrong. Amity mother. That's her name. <laughs> They said it a lot in the episode, too. Odalia. Odalia. Oblina's the fucking thing from Our Real Monsters. <laughs> so, Anador, Anador and Odalia. I'm, I'm not going to mix those up at all. They don't sound too similar whatsoever. <laughs> they do um, sound so Oh my god, why do all of these characters have such confusing names? It was an interesting direction they took Amity's parents with having Anador doubling down on Anador being the sort of good parent and Odalia being the evil parent, which I think we debated with each other about before. Do you remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. I thought that dad was was like also evil, just really passive about it, which I guess in a sense was, I don't know. Hang, hang on, <laughs> I guess hang that's on. Like I have... a, I have very uh, important. I have very important meta lore that I just learned. Okay. Uh, Odalia's voice actress is Seth MacFarlane's sister. Oh, very <laughs> important. <laughs> very important for us to know. Thank you. Yeah, no, like, like, I feel like for Alador, it's more like this is like a redeeming moment for him than rather than he was good all along because he was, you know, the business partner. He was like. He was working with her the whole time. Yeah, I thought it was the sweetest her. thing I've ever heard when he told Luce, you're always welcome in our home, except it wasn't Luce, and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> that is so nice. Uh. Diversity win. Amity's mother is going to, like, 
be partially responsible for the death of every witch, but at least she isn't homophobic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's like, I could get you a new girlfriend who isn't on other wanted posters, and Lou's just sits there like vanid. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but was that Luz at that exact moment? Was oh, that I think that was still. Switch? I think it was still Luz because they didn't switch until just before Arador came in with the save. Yeah, right. You're right. When, when Luz started whispering to Gus, and was like, "This is the plan," and then immediately the shield broke. I thought that like the shield breaking was like an illusion, and they were just trying to like. Oh yeah, so Adalia. So the this is the plan moment was when they switched. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, the shield like is an abomination, I guess, which doesn't like like abominations really can just be anything. Is <laughs> I, it was it like, uh, I it, it looked like her mom was what, what is it Oracle? Is it Oracle Coven? Is that what it was? What, I what think is that so. One? It was definitely yeah. I think it's Remember, the Oracle Coven. Remember, like, Oracles, like, fought with ghosts? Uh, that was cool, because I feel like we, like, yeah, yeah. We never see that. that. And I'm I, wondering if I that was Oracle coming had magic. absolutely no memory of that even being a concept in the show. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of weird. That might have even been confirmed to us, like, back in Season 1, and we probably just forgot about it, because that's how long yeah. it's been since we've seen Amity's mother use her abilities. I'm pretty sure we discussed this before. Every time she, like, touched her pendant and it glowed a little bit, I was confused about what she was doing because like that's what she did to summon her ghost that fought for her like later in the episode but the last time we saw her do that it was established that that is how she like telepathically communicates right so i was like who is she talking to yeah like what the fuck i was confused was she just threatening to beat the shit out of him or what i don't know well, was, she, was she not controlling the abominations that might have been it. That might have been it. <laughs> but she had a control. They, they, they had a controller for that. Cause she, yeah, because she's not in the Abomination Coven. Then she has to have some way to do it. That makes sense. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Guys, listen, I need to tell you something. I'm mm -hmm. overwhelmed, okay? Mm -hmm. We're talking so much about this one scene, but I'm like, this episode is so much in it. And we're like talking about the end part. And I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> what, what do we do? Like, do we go like, do we, do we go like in order to try to help? Well, or... I, I can say something that will maybe help us okay, help converse. Because this was my thought during the entire episode is that this, this episode was like the the not what he seems of this show, which is, you know, that's the big Gravity Falls episode that was very climatic when the author was revealed and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people might think that... Really? <laughs> that, that so. people, people might think that, like, the episode in the Emperor's Mind was that. But just because that has a reveal doesn't mean it's actually a similar case because the thing that makes not what he seems so interesting and this episode is that, like, everything comes to a head, like so much stuff is brought back and relevant and it's done you know, well from my perspective um like there's not the same payoff as like a reveal from the episode i'm comparing it to 
but just the pacing of it and the fact that it's like so climactic and everyone's involved and like you're like this is what I've wanted to see this whole time type of thing I think this episode really delivered that for me really really well yeah it did they got like you know even Gus and Willow they didn't have like they only had a couple moments really in this episode because you know they had to balance all the characters but like they, they, gave, they gave everyone just a little bit of time to shine in this one you're right even the like siblings exactly yeah. <laughs> The best characters in the show. My friend Shadow, I just texted him saying that we were doing this recording, and he just texted me in capital in caps locks. The Dilf is now single. <laughs> oh God! I think something that's definitely worth mentioning is like, I don't know if heartwarming is the right word, but like, how how like. There's no hesitation for Ida to get a sigil for this, which is, like, the number yeah. one thing that she was against the entire show, pretty much. Yeah. But, like... And we didn't see her do it. They were, like, right about to do it in the last yeah, second. Yeah, I cut wonder. Away, and they didn't cut back to Ida in the episode. What happened? Did Rain stop What happened? Her? But, like, yeah, it's like... Man, what a moment that was. And it, wasn't e- and it wasn't even like, oh, we're going to show her, like, kind of looking, like, thinking about it. She's like, no, I want to protect my kids. I want, like, this is this is what I have to do. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I mean, she's kind of right that she can't use magic anyway with the curse how it is right now. From a storytelling perspective, I'd say it's safe to say that Ida just had the uh, bad thing on her, whether Rain tried to stop it or not. Um... But also that it's possible the Emperor's Coven caught her immediately after as well. So Well they they did mention that they knew. Yeah, like, either, either way, she's walking into a trap, but it depends. But I doubt I doubt that Rain was able to stop her from getting the sigil on time. Ugh. Yeah. And this is also like not the first time Ida has tried to sacrifice herself. <laughs> she wants to so bad. <laughs> What's that damn curse? There's no other way to get rid of it than to die. No, no, we're not, we're not. Eat a death, season two finale. Eat a dies. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna walk through the entire plot of Cheer again, but with Ida instead. I think I mention this like every episode, but the voice acting in this show is absolutely superb from everybody, like mm-hmm. everyone. I love Rain's voice. I love Amity's mom's voice because I forgot her name again. What is it, Od- Odelia? <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Someone help me. Yep, is that right? Odelia. Yeah, Darius. Like, oh my god, just everybody. I'm like, they're so good. Yeah. Their lines are so good. And that's why uh, I think, oh, that's oh. why I, w- I was saying about that scene on the balcony, like, just the writing and performance and music there, like, that was, that was like, the peak of what they've been trying to do with the show, I feel like, that just one scene. Like, it wasn't too like weirdly hammy like it just felt so right and natural like a perfect moment for this point in time a perfect moment for those characters to finally like be a family on screen like very strongly oh yeah i live for that stuff like even Ida being like i can tell in your face you're gonna go like save your girlfriend or whatever and just the the delivery also amity's delivery uh on her little thing before loose saved her like yeah yeah i don't remember what she said there was this one line that she said i don't know if her voice broke or something but the the oh my god it was so good their voice her voice actress is so good anyway oh crikey yeah not that but that was good (laughs) raise your hand if like you already saw that 
Uh, I saw a screenshot of them kissing, and that's like okay. the only thing from the episode. Uh, I, saw. I saw like several gifts. Thanks. I, to oh, I saw. Some, I saw somebody mentioned that it was well animated, and I saw a screenshot, but that was it. There was. I didn't. I swear I didn't there was a guest animator. It. I saw people um, like uh, talking about it. I think my my assumption is that it was probably Dana Terrace animating it because she animated. Um, no, Dana. no, it was not because I saw I saw the person who animated it. Let me go and find it for you now. Yeah. I saw it was posted on Twitter by an Australian person who who, who laughed that they were able to animate something where someone says "crikey." <laughs> Honestly, the gays have been winning so often that I don't even remember if they've kissed like that before, have they? <laughs> they've kissed no. on the cheek. Like, oh, okay. That's, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's the big actual moment of the episode, but I mean, I don't know. what, what is the, What's there to say about that that, that everybody else be... isn't already tweeting about, you know? Okay, but I will say something that nobody else potentially realizes, which is that that might be the last gay cartoon kiss we get. Ugh. I don't think so. Like in the universe? Yeah, well, the, the, they, the they probably have, like... They probably do that stuff on like Family Guy sometimes. Who wants some Family Guy? No. Yeah. I don't care about Family Guy. I'm talking about children's shows. My God. You don't know. Maybe Family Guy just had their like preseason finale and it was just as good. Yeah. The Day of Unity and hey, listen. (laughs) Can we go full circle? Is who writes that show? Can you remind me? Seth Rollins. That was him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He. He's from Rhode Island, and he went to my school. I just yeah, need you to know Yeah, Family Guy that. takes place in Rhode Island. But he also went to my school. I wasn't there when he was there, but my teachers... my One of my teachers was particularly obsessed with them and would talk about them all the time. And I was like, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> he was like, he was the funniest uh, kid in class. I'm like, okay, we get it. You know him. Right, <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. I found... But, but Tipsy, you're talking... Oh, sorry. Or, sorry, you're talking about the um, animator? Yeah, say the animator name. Yes, but... Tom Barkel. I just posted the animation that he made. Very cute. Yeah, but... um. Tipsy, you were just talking about how, like, you know, after now, when, um, like, Amphibia and the Owl House are ending, there isn't really an immediately upcoming, like, lore cartoon, <laughs> like, no. that, that we know about. The, the, uh, this the, is kind of the end of an era that started with, like, Adventure Time or Flapjack, if you want to trace yeah, it back Flapjack. there. Flapjack, right back during the Cartoon Network crisis, when Flapjack came out, and then they followed up on it with Adventure Time and Gravity Falls, yeah. all of that chain of events. And also how, like, ends here. Netflix fired a whole bunch of animators and cancelled their projects and stuff. There's there's no new big projects going on, yeah. there's none. There's only yeah. small and, projects. And- and politics in general, but we do not need to get into that. <laughs> uh, never mind. Never mind the fact that even abortion rights are being Ew. being um, held at gunpoint right now. There's a lot Wait. of things for people to worry about. Did you not know about that, Chan? No, I just I was looking at I was looking at the the scene you posted of them kissing, and I was like kind of reading some comments, and I was really spaced out. And the first thing I hear was that last sentence. What? How, how did this happen in the last, like, ten seconds? I was saying that this is the end of an era of queer cartoons being produced and the uh, big lore right. cartoons that have allowed these sorts of moments to happen. So this will probably be the last big kiss we see tweeted around on Tumblr for many years, if ever, at least in terms of a Western cartoon. There will be other media where we get stuff like this, but like it's probably guy. not going to be on... Ca- Shut the fuck up. It's probably not going to be on Cartoon <laughs> Network or Disney. 
I get, yeah. yeah. I think end of an era might be an appropriate thing to say here, but I definitely don't think it'll be the last one we ever get. I think in a few years, people could come yeah. back around with some new stuff, you know? I mean, it's just the so terrible weird. corporations realize it makes them money, so they're going to keep doing it. Exactly. Exactly. We're watching it. I mean, we're, there goes a Disney sponsorship, but we're watching a terrible corporation right now. As if Disney and Cartoon Network have ever made a good corporate decision in their lives. Exactly. But it is interesting, though, because, I mean, I know Molly McGee isn't like a lore thing, but that's kind of that's all that's left like because t- like tv's going away so at some point like i really wonder what's gonna go on because netflix fuck themselves over like what what we are we gonna get vision. now we need is homestuck it, too we need homestuck is it the too. amazing world of gumball like coming back oh yeah that but that's gonna be on hbo max i think oh yeah but that's who cares and that, that's Tarot, gonna be a live please. action crossover i'm sorry Tarok is not a local Tarok is great but i wouldn't really so no, I, I agree. It's, it doesn't have a plot. No, not really. But like, what show? Tarog. Oh. Amazing World of Gumball. <laughs> well, well, sorry to put. We have to. We have to. We have to dive back into the episode. I feel like we're <laughs> like so far away from it now. I guess then that we should have mentioned at the very beginning. This isn't the finale. In the last podcast episode, we were talking as if the next episode was going to be the finale. It's not. <laughs> yeah, this, could have been, this could have been the finale. It just would have like been a pain in the I ass to have to wait. <laughs> I, did the comments like roast us? Like, what do you no, guys nobody, talking about? Nobody said anything. Oh. I put a note in the video. Nobody said anything. Okay, good, good. Okay, we're aware. Yeah. Now. No. <laughs> right, so it's, it's, it's like I would say, um, the Owl House has done a fantastic job in the season two at enriching the various characters that you get in the show and making them appeal to us, whereas they might not have appealed to us before in the first season or at the start of the second. I'd say these last few episodes in particular have seen a massive uptick in quality, and the reason it's so difficult to talk about this episode is because it is com- composed of many components, small small sections that are all very very good but which do not really uh but but which paint a picture of the whole rather than there being a um coherent i would say narrative thread from the start to the end they all obviously connect plot wise and contribute to the same plot but it's not a this is a this is this isn't what i would say oh this is an amity episode this is a lose episode this is a king episode no this is an episode with the entire cast and ensemble having moments immediately before the finale in a celebration of the characters we've seen up to this point yeah it's whoa you saying that it, it makes me think of that thing like with i mean this is a much less to a much lesser extent but with Adventure Time, people are always like, oh, what episodes do I need to watch to understand it? Like, this is kind of that same case where it's like, you could not watch this without watching a very specific series of episodes or just all of them before getting to this. Wait. Exactly. Tipsy, Tipsy you didn't take a breath for like 48 seconds just now. Did anyone else? How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> We're passionate today. She was that powered was crazy. By cartoons. <laughs> That's an and I'm and she off. was drinking water while talking too. Was I? Yeah, you were, no, you were doing not. the like ventral. And you were thing. spinning plates. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You're so talented. Yeah, as an asthmatic, I'm pissed off at your breath capacity, and I need you. 
<laughs> to kind of be more sensitive. Please. So King, um, right? He's like two for hey, two now on on having an honest conversation with someone who's working for the emperor, and then at the end of the conversation, they're like, "Hey, you're right. I'm going to stop working for the emperor." Absolutely, King was the <laughs> other character I wanted to talk about in this episode because not only did he have that lovely moment with Adidor where he kind of convinced him that he wasn't doing the best thing for his family, um, King also had a moment with the collector of all people. Yeah. Even more about the collector. Oh my god, I, f- I like forgot about that because it didn't like become anything else in the episode. But like, what? <laughs> uh, we, we we don't know. I get. Well, I, I mean, the, it's, are you talking about when the collector was talking to themselves? Like, yeah. I don't want to play his game anymore. We've been playing his game for four hundred years. Yes, this is just it's, like what I said in the other episode. That the what's interesting and, is it sounds like the, together instead of them for they're gonna pull some it, trick or something. I don't know. It sounds like the collectors being manipulated, but it also sounds like the emperor's being manipulated. It's hard to tell who's being manipulated because the beginning of the episode you get the emperor being like, "You better hold whatever whatever he said." He was just like, yeah, "You better they, hold they up the end of your deal." And then we get the collector like t- talking about being uncertain. So like neither of them really know what's like know what the other kind of is thinking which is interesting it's two competing forces of power that have partnered together and which have a risk of um meeting conflict i suppose betraying each other so like there's no it's almost like there isn't really a power dynamic at all in the sense that the emperor has control of the collector but the emperor also needs to appease the collector in order to use his in order to use his abilities to start the day of unity so it's kind of like a mutually beneficial partnership but the collector is the one being held hostage at this point the one who more desperately needs it to go well i suppose but it's also a little bit of a shit in the emperor i feel like the collector's trapped i mean they're tech we don't know how much bellus really cares about going back but obviously they were actually talking about going back to the human world for technically i think it's the first time that bellus has actually mentioned something like that but like the collector's trapped in his the beast ball too, so like both of those characters are equally in a circumstance that they want to get out of. <laughs> I feel like the collector has to be like the last big bad because like I don't know about you guys, but like I'm like I still feel like we know nothing about the collector and that they're just like this weird side force that just shows up and says things and we're like, but we still know nothing about you, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like. I, I, like, that means something big is gonna have to happen, because, like, they introduced them for a reason, obviously, but it's, yeah. like, every time I see them and they're having their zany things, I'm like, I still have no idea who you are, honestly, like, it's, <laughs> other than, you're like, whoa, very important, you're connected to King, and, and Bellos wants you for whatever reason, but it's still, like, the heck are you? What are you doing? Like I said, you're gonna come out into the real world and be like a Hexus Hold'em champion or something, for all we know. <laughs> he just wants to get out and play Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. like, his, he wants to play Minecraft so bad, and Oh, no, but like, I don't think he would like Minecraft, because, like, he would just see the cubes, and he would think about his whole time travel. Oh, good boy, good boy. <laughs> he can play Terraria. Oh, there's still cubes in Terraria, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know, I feel like... Do you guys think the collector would play with mods? Oh, yeah, you could mod it so it's, like, circular, maybe. I think Bellos would be like, I only play vanilla Minecraft, and the collector would, like, really mod it, and that's, like, what the biggest difference between the two uh, are. What's, the a ga- the what's a game where you, you, like, destroy cubes? 
Vanilla no mods, vanilla no mods, vanilla no mods. Are you like Sonic yeah. Forces? <laughs> I was gonna uh, say, technically, Minecraft is a game where you destroy cubes. No, no, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but like the collector will play Minecraft and try to try to get every single block off the map, and then he gets, and then they get to the bedrock, and they're like, no, <laughs> destroy, kill. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we really, we really are here. This aren't is we? this is how we study characters. Yep. Yeah, but I I don't know. The episode speaks for itself. Like what? It's like I mean, we're talking about our own little things because like what, scene, what is there go. to say? Favorite scene is a good favorite, question. Favorite scene: the balcony thing. I said, but then and no. then the kiss after that. Oh, cute. I yeah I I guess I have to say the like the Amity scene when she came and rescued her and that whole thing just. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was all really sweet. Like a, yeah. like beforehand her siblings being like what would she say right now there's just there's just great framing in this episode overall too like they did a great job making it feel very grand and again the music was awesome too like this had um it's one of those things where obviously it didn't actually have more of a budget but it just felt like they were really deliberate with what they're doing to make it like very cinematic um but in regards to that anime anime no 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 Amity scene. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, no. Like, when they see, like, her silhouette through the window, she's, like, a princess, and, like, Luz has to save her. Like, I was just, like, that's adorable. Like, that's a great little all... framing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I-, I left how Edric and Emra, like, noticed Luz before Amity did. Yeah. I'm, like, it was so clear that that's what was happening just through the animation. I also thought it was really sweet when they were, like, oh, what would she say to you right now? And, and Amity was able to calm herself down. Because I totally know that feeling. Yeah. Uh, you know, as my Adventure Time buds, you guys get it, but, like, there's been times where I'd be freaking out, and then, like, I don't even remember who said it to me, one of my friends was like, what would Jake say to you right now? And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, he would say, he would say it's yeah. okay, that I've been doing a great job, that, like, like, I'm trying my best, and I'm like, damn, that really works. <laughs> like, just, Aww. like, being able, to, being able to love, like, someone so much. And being able to, like... Because, it's like, they're not actually saying that, but, like, just the idea of them makes you be able to be okay. It's like, oh, that is really sweet. I love yeah. it. As far as favorite scene goes, I think I... Like, the anime scene is, like, great, of course. I think I have to agree with the, the balcony one. Because, like, we've mentioned before that, like, scenes with Luz and Ida together have been kind of lacking in this whole, like, half a season kind of... So it was really good to see them, to see them, like, have an emotional moment while also, you know, getting plot details in there. And also, like, you know, Ida knows how important saving Amity is to lose, and she encourages her to go do it. I should clarify that both of these are balcony scenes. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, I think of the Amity one as, like, inside her bedroom, mostly. Yeah. No, oh, I, I agree with you, Tulip. I agree that the balcony scene with Ida. Um, the one with Amity is very good for the framing, the princess being rescued, the, t- the siblings. It's, it's very beautifully paced and well done. But the one that hits me the most on an emotional level is definitely the Ida losing King one. And that's the heart of the Owl House, I think. Just with that core relationship of that little found family, Ida and her two adopted children. It is so, so cute. And I just want to see more and more of them and this might be the last time we see them together as a unit until everything has happened uh i i don't know if it's a uh, runner-up or maybe also my favorite at this like is 
I don't know, like, when they were in the bubble and she was confronting her mom and, like, trying to punch through it, there was a lot of, like, good emotion in that part. Like, and yeah. a lot of, like, cool dialogue. And I'm like, oh, man, this is this is really, really good. I don't know, there was just, there was a lot that were, that were, yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Here's a thought. There's um, a couple of people keeping secrets in this episode. King, because Ida told him not to, isn't telling other anyone else he's a titan. And... Um, Hunter is keeping a secret from all his new friends that he's a Grimwalker. I wonder where I wonder where that's gonna go. Could it and possibly Luz, be in just the next episode, or like, is it gonna be a longer thing? Luz hasn't told the others that he's a. Uh, Luz hasn't told the others that she helped Philip, and right. um, Luz also yeah. did a, a switcheroo without anybody. Is that is that it. important? But, but like, I mean, why does that like, matter? <laughs> he, she didn't know he was the emperor. Yeah, I don't think any of it matters though like hunter's not gonna be like guys i'm sorry i'm a grimwalker they're like what come on man like like he's i think i mean changed like i I don't think think it really matters showing that they're keeping stuff is more of a relationship thing it's like by like after all this time you're still keeping things from who you're really close to and it's like that has to lead somewhere Right. Yeah, but everyone has their fucking secrets right you can't just like expect everyone to open up everything about you and get upset when they don't so we, I mean, we I agree, but it's like as a, as a show showing both those things, it's like okay, they're they're bleeding to something with this. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, because King's a greater secret though, because it's like you know the the friends can learn that, but like if anyone involved with the Emperor finds out that King's a Titan, he's getting cut opened. <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're stealing all that blood. Here's a question. The line, the Emperor has eyes everywhere, I think implies that someone in Cats is a double agent. Who do you think that would be? Steve. I was really... No. I I mean, I don't know where the episode was going to go, but I was beginning to be like... I guess the the illusion thing at the end with Hunter was the twist, but I was like, there needs to be a twist, because everything can't work out. So I, I was even thinking, like, all of Cats was fake, but I mean, I don't think Rain would do that. They Here's really, the thing: like, they haven't established Rain to be like that, but they could pull the rug from under us. But I don't think that would work that well. Here's the thing: I don't, I don't think it would be a minor character because then it's like, whoa, we were betrayed by yeah, Witch exactly. Number Four. But then it's like, I don't either. I don't want it to be, or I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be Rain. I don't think it would be Darius. I don't think it would even be Everwolf. It could like, be Rain. Let me explain. It could be Rain. I mean, that'd be yeah. Uh, but I, I'm thinking that. Um, you know the vine lady who Rain worked for? Yeah. The one who was clearly trying to mind control them, and how Rain just inexplicably managed to resist all of the mind control? Right. I, I'm, I'm thinking, what if we I mean, get, what if we get like, a, what if Rain is like a triple agent? Like, like, like Rain thinks that they've evaded mind control, but actually it's all going according to plan. I could I see mean, that happening. I feel like I mean, maybe a more straightforward answer is maybe... I guess we don't really know. You're right. We know nothing about the collector. We don't know the limits of what he can do. But like, he's he's a, he's just a little guy hiding in the shadows. I feel like he could be watching people. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's actually true. Wait, maybe it's just the collector looking through King, and that's what it is. Oh you know? fuck! I mean that's not impossible. I was I getting. Think, I think true, that if but, the emperor knew that, then that would be a the, big deal. But the the collector sound like in the. When a king was in the dream with the collector, like the collector did, sound like he didn't really understand that king was uh, connected to him. You know? Yeah, I don't think like, who, I don't think there? that they know. Also, we know how Rain uh, 
doesn't get mind control. We we saw that yeah. that they could like blow into the tea. They changed and, drink, and change as the, your haiku said. Yeah, change drink. What did I say? What was it? I think that's what you said. What they change drink? Something <laughs> like that. I need more oh. syllables, man. Oh, you're right because they showed the trick of they can change like the. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Did you forget about that? Drink. Yeah. I feel oh like I feel like if we didn't see that, then maybe whoa, triple agent. But if it was triple agent at this point, I feel like I'd be like, all right, yeah. whatever. I th- yeah. I think I'm there. I feel there has to be like a twist. I feel like, but I so I feel like I'm aligned with Tipsy in that like the Emperor knows exa- like this is all part of the plan, even though I don't know what the hell he can do with Luz. But I mean, maybe he can use Luz as like a hostage, and then Ida will fuck up on her half or something. Like I, I think he knows what's going what's going on. What, whether or not we get uh, like because the collector or what, I just feel like we we need to have some sort of twist. But maybe you know Hunter and Lou switching places um, was the twist. And if that's the case, I wish they had a little more time in the episode to not make that feel like the fastest thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I thought it was like a last minute, like oh crazy wacky chaos thing, and suddenly it's like oh shit, like now Lou is being. Just, I just feel like there should have. It was definitely a matter of like they just they didn't have time because they there was so much like good stuff in the episode going on. I just feel like they could have had a little more dialogue there or like shown up like flashback to when they switched or some something like that. Because the only thing we get, she turns into Hunter and then uh, the dad says, "I'm confused," and then that's it. And they're like, "I'm confused too." Wait on a second, like <laughs> they could have. I think it worked for the chaos of the that. episode, though. I don't know. I can see. I, I can it. see that argument. I mean, it, it's not like it actually bothers me. It's just I yeah. think that having that expanded a little bit would have helped. But that's like literally the only thing in the episode that yeah. I have <laughs> a great point. Is it? Is it too early to talk about ratings? Because I have opinions. Oh, go ahead. I think it's about the time yeah. for it. I need to say something crazy. Totally yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. he's gonna say eleven. Uh, this this has won. It won. Agony of a Witch has been dethroned for me. Because I love... I mean, Agony of a Witch, every time I think of that episode, I think of that fight between Lilith and Ida and how, like, amazing... Like, oh my god, like, how, like... It was so amazing. It was so cool. It was just... Oh my god, you know, you get it. But I don't remember, like, any of that... The rest of that episode, if I'm gonna be honest at this point. Yeah, it's all kind of, like, faded under the bridge by this point. And... That, like, one moment was what made me, like, be like, this is, like, the best episode of the series. But, like, for me, this whole episode, every single beat of it was so well done and so perfect. And, like, the fact that the entire episode had... it, it It was basically, like... The entire episode was the fight between Ida and Lilith. Like, it was just the quality yeah. was there the entire time. And because of that... I, I think I have a new favorite, and it is definitely a 10. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Let's go, let's go. Start clapping. Thank you. I, I mean, I've given 10s before, so this, but yeah, this is a 10 for me also. I think, like, again, the, such super minor things drag it down for me, like just the the twist at the end being so fast, and then, like, you know, maybe the first, like, five minutes of the episode being kind of slow, but then it, like, Yeah, it goes I, I think off. the Peter the Peter Griffin cameo was dumb, but... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd rather have, good. like, Cleveland show up, but it's fine. Peter yeah. Griffin um, came in the podcast, not the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in the episode, I'm pretty sure. 
I can't um, believe the collector's Peter Griffin is what I have to say about this episode. No, he's Stewie. He'd be more Stewie because he's a kid. Oh, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, I mean, of course, I give the last episode a 10, and I had problems with that one. I have nothing bad to say about this episode. Of course, it's also a 10. Yeah. Tipsy, don't ruin it. I think it's just, like, like we were talking about before, like, there is something to be said about the fact that this is a very continuity-heavy episode. So it's like... I do feel like if I had to rate episodes, like, in a big list, even though there's multiple, I gave 10, I would still put, like, you know, like, the the knee episode and, like, the library episode and stuff like that. I would put those above this just because those are standalone. No, I but get that. It's still, I get like, that. it's still freaking amazing. I would say this is a very good plot episode, but it's not a 10 for me. It's it's more of an 8.5 at best. What? Um, wow, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> well... I mean, like, a 10 for me would be this did some things really, really, really well. And I'd say this did some things well, but there's nothing in there that I'd go, oh, I'd recommend this particular scene to everybody. There was in the last episode. The last episode had some very beautiful moments to me that I felt... um, touched me a little bit and some of the previous episodes which I gave a 10 like the school one that was amazing from start to finish that made me feel that felt incredible to watch this one has a lot going on um I'll reiterate you know come along with me adventure time that also does a lot of things and tries to do a lot and that's not in my top 10 episodes at all so um this, this, I'm, I'm not saying this is like her along with me by any means. I'm saying that this had a lot to cover and it covered it all well, but there was no particular thread that I felt was covered so excellently that I would give it a 10. Fine, that's fair. That's fair, that's fair. I don't know, this kind of climatic chaos I just love. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really for- appreciate having, like we talked about before, just being able to give everyone a little moment. You know, like to, yeah. to to be able to balance and and have it feel like good between all yeah, these. It's so yeah, well I think paced. I, it's so well paced. I think me and obviously you guys, as big Adventure Time fans, it feels nice to see a case of look at all these plot points we brought up that are actually coming back and being used very well. I think Adventure Time kind of failed at that a lot. <laughs> well, it wasn't so really it's, its goal all the time, but I do uh, get what you like, mean. Just like. You know, it's it's nice to it's nice when a show introduces a bunch of plots and then it's like okay, here's here's like where we're going with them and seeing it happen all in such like a nice package like this is really we cool are, to me. We are heading towards one of the strongest TV finales that we've probably ever seen. I can sense it. It's going to be hope really so. good. I hope so. It, I hope it's going to be that good. I mean, we've got three massive episodes coming. Hopefully, they can you know figure out what they I know I do. still really wonder I mean we got to see what happens next but like what what are they going to cover in three long episodes like just not even terms of like 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 oh it's going to end or whatever like just in terms of like literally where is the story going to go from here because it could end with the next episode if like they really if they got completely canceled the next episode could be a series finale um, yeah. with like a rushed ending but it's like how what are they going to do with the with the little bit of additional time they have like where's the story going to head First twenty-two minutes will be a recap of of things oh, already seen. No. <laughs> do a wonder egg on this. Absolutely. Uh, um, I don't know. There'll probably be an episode about V. 
True. Uh, I mean, yeah, they gotta end up in the human I world. I don't or like. I don't like human. I, I mean, I was watching Amphibia season three the other day, and I don't like the episodes in the human world where they have to keep the man, where they have to keep the fact that their frogs are secret. I wouldn't want to watch a, another V episode where she has to keep the fact that she's a basilisk a secret. And I doubt they're gonna be like, let's have a zany, like, whoa, V goes to the food court, tries to order Taco Bell. Whoa, they're basilisks, the basilisks don't know what the fuck Taco Bell is. Like, that's not gonna happen at this point. Uh, yeah, maybe if they had had 20 more adventures to go on. Yeah, exactly. If they had 20 more adventures, maybe we'd get the V Taco Bell episode, but it's not oh, gonna Oh, that's happen, something, guys. too. That's something, too. I completely neglected to mention that. That, um,. I feel like Amity's dad could have used, like, one more episode before this one to, yes. like, give us a little more time to yeah, understand. And, and Amity's yeah, mother, but... and Amity's mother, because they just kind of double down on, oh, she, she is super fucking evil, super fucking evil, like, no complexity Yeah, whatsoever. I, I, I agree, actually, because this episode does go hard on how she's the evil one and he's, like, the good one, but I do feel like it's more complicated than that. I agree, But, you know, they, had, sure. they, they only had so much time, and I think they managed it fairly okay. Yeah, I agree, and also, like... <sighs> I don't know, like, it's hard for me to, like, all these people that know about the Emperor's plan, like, it's hard for me to believe that's, like, none of them are like, but we're also gonna die. Like, why, why does Amity's mom think, like, oh, everybody else will die, but not us? Because the exactly. Emperor said so. It's like, are you that stupid? I don't know, it's weird to me. And how you know? does she even know? Literally nobody in the Emperor's Coven knew about it. I don't know. Like, I I don't know, like, what she knew. Like, maybe the she just knew the implications. Like, she's like, I know this is bad news, but it's not my business sort of thing. But, like, yeah, she did kind of imply that she knew everything in a way. So, that was weird. <sighs> because she is the collector spy. Dun, oh, dun, no! Amity is the collector spy and doesn't even know it. No! Oh, my God. Luce is the collector spy? Lucas well, is the collector. Lucas is the. I mean, there's lots of fan art of Kaleko, so who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> Alright. I think we're done. I'm ready to wrap up. Yeah, let's do it. Right, we, we, we able to do a haiku? Uh, what? Oh, I have to do that? Okay. We can do it together. Yeah, we can team up again. Uh, okay. Well, who wants to start then? Amity is gay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um,. Basilisk at Taco Bell. <laughs> Day of Unity. <laughs> yeah, that, that was brilliant. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Thank <laughs> you. I think that that really, I think that really encapsulates the whole episode right there. Yep. Yeah. I love the Peter Griffin Taco Bell scene in this episode. That was amazing. I really liked that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.